Hey, to the point listeners, it's your boy. This episode is going to be the presentation I gave live in Dallas uh, during the Super Bowl, actually, at the Win the Storm conference right before the Wolf of Wall Street himself, Mr. Jordan Belfort, came on. Uh, and this was in regards to attention, getting attention versus paying attention and how to know the difference. Also, I'm really excited to be speaking on August 18th in Nashville, Tennessee with Jimmy Hiller and Terry Nicholson. Uh, you can find out more information on contractorstrong.com forward slash elevate. It's small, it's intimate, it's going to be a killer mastermind, and there's not many seats, so sign up now. Enjoy this episode. This is To The Point. A rhino experience. Voted one of the top home services marketing and operations podcasts. Cutting through the bullshit and getting to the point. Get the pump, get the pump. Hey, what's up? Let's go. I get to kick off day two. Super excited. How are we all doing? Man, I love Texas. I was here last Thursday and y'all got a lot of ice and snow and I got stuck here. Not today. Hey, I'm excited to be here. This is my first time at When the Storm speaking. Got to meet a lot of y'all last night. It was a great time. I got to see Jordan last night. You guys excited to see Jordan Belfort? Oh, my gosh, dude. He is next level. Next level. So first and foremost, I do this anytime I get the uh, opportunity to speak in front of everybody. I like to give thanks. I live a life of gratitude. Um, I have a, uh, a real, I, like I feel like I always have to make sure I just say thank you to any of our customers that are in here. Uh, many of our podcast listeners, it is the largest home services podcast uh, in the marketing section, so I'm extremely grateful for that. Um, I also want to give thanks just to Win the Storm and SVG. The fact that they had me here be able to pour into you, I'm, I'm grateful for that. I'm not going to waste your time. This will be 30 minutes of straight fire. I promise you that. And then last but not least, if you've been in the armed forces, you served, you currently serve, can you please stand up so we can recognize you? Please stand up if you served and give a big round of applause. Hey, thank you so much. Hey, none of this is possible if y'all don't do your thing. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Let's get after it. So I want to say one thing. I've done this for 14 straight years. I've worked with contractors like yourselves. 14 straight years. I know I look like I'm 25. I'm 42. Okay? Started to get more gray through COVID. But I want to talk about this. This has happened every single year I've done this. I've talked about the 95-5 rule. So anybody sitting in this room, if you look to your left, and if you look to your right, and you had to give that awkward glance to the person next to you, here's what I'm going to talk about why that matters. That's 95% of you sitting in this room right now that spent your money to be here, time away from your family, your kids, your employees. You're going to come here. You, there's a lot, been a lot of amazing speakers, great panels. You took great notes. You got good, good content, things you're excited, you're jacked up about. And then you're going to go back home, and you ain't going to do shit with it. And that's the harsh reality of what's happened for 14 straight years of me doing this and seeing it over and over again. And it breaks my heart. So I'm going to encourage you to instead be part of the five percenters that actually take the notes, go back, give it a try. If it fails, don't give up. Do something different with it. Fix it, but try something. You don't have to do everything. You don't have to do everything. Find something 
and move your business forward. Otherwise, this is a complete and total waste of time. And did you come here to waste your time? Fuck no. Man, you took time away from your family, your employees, to be better. Do something with it. I tell my employees all the time, ambition without action is useless. Read that again. Ambition without action is what? It's useless. You just get all jacked up to do nothing. Don't be that. Be a five percenter. Can we be five percenters when we walk out of this conference? Yeah. Okay, so I love to be able to get into this. Like, what I, I call this a tactical agenda. So I've done this numerous times. Everything I'm going to give you, you have no excuse to not go back and implement. You take one thing and go back and implement it in your business or give it to someone to implement in your business. I promise you God is my word. It will move your business forward. You will be better. You will be able to grow. And it's going to cost you zero, zero dollars to get it done. Someone hit the six P's of marketing to get attention. Talked a little bit about that on the marketing panel if you were there watching for it. How to grow with organic leads. I know there's lots of storms. But damn, doesn't work-life balance matter? I got four kids that I'm away from right now. I miss Valentine. I had Valentine's Day with three dudes. <laughs> And it was weird. And Jordan Belfort was there. <laughs> it was definitely weird. <laughs> but that's the sacrifice we make, like to try and move our businesses forward. Somebody hit on some things that, hey, if you don't always have to chase storms, I promise you there's another side of this thing too that allows you to stay home and still get business and grow your company. I promise you. I'm going to talk to you, talk to you about how to fix the gap uh, between sales and your CRM or your QuickBooks or wherever it is that you're tracking your revenue or money coming in, because I promise you there's a lot to be worked on in there. And if you have CSRs, your customer service reps, or just an office manager answering your phone, this is one thing I'm going to hit on quickly. Again, it takes minimal effort to fix it. Usually it's the biggest problem. A lot of times you don't have a lead problem. You don't have, it's, usually there's an operations problem that needs to be fixed. And then you got to know your competitors. Like, I have live a life of gratitude. I'm grateful. I cheer on my competitors, but I, but I want to whoop their ass. Don't you want to whoop their, your competitor's ass? Like, come on. I got to have the privilege of racing IndyCar for a few years. And I, uh, this was a fun time of life for me. Um, I love, and I got this stint. This is going to sound crazy. I'm born and raised from Indiana. I doubt anybody is here from Indiana. Unless we have any Hoosiers in the house. There we go. There's one. It's probably my brother. Their sister. <laughs> Kidding. I also got the, uh, to, to join the bull riding circuit for two years, from 2000 to 2002. I was on the professional bull riding circuit. So I did two really cool things because I am all about having experiences in life. But here's the one thing from those days to today, it's just a different, it's just a different path I'm going down using the same thing. I have ADHD. A lot of sales guys have ADHD. I can only focus on one thing at a time. But in racing... You make one little tweak to that rear wing, lower it down, you go faster down the straightaway, but then you're looser in the turn. That's the scary shit. It's how fast can I get in that turn without spinning out or hitting the wall. But data matters. I track the numbers. I look, when could I have, could I have lifted a half a second later? Could I, could I have went a half second deeper in there, a quarter? All the data acquisition to be able to meet, to help me make me faster. Bull riding. You believe that there's, st I mean, we have anybody that's done bull riding in here? I mean, we are in Texas. Yeah? 
it, you're crazy when you're a bull rider, right? Basically, you show up to a rodeo. You hope to God one of your rodeo partners wins. If you don't, so somebody's got money. You're probably going to get in a fight that night. <laughs> That's usually, you're going to drink a lot of beer and whiskey. That's kind of how that goes. That was a rough two years, but, man, it was a blast. But you have to study the bulls. If you're going to go ride a bull, you have to go study and make sure. Is that thing going to come out and go, go right? Is it going to spin? Is it going to lunge out? If it come out of the gate, is it going to go left? So all the things that I'm trying to do to prepare, I'm studying constantly over and over and over and over. But I'm always doing something incrementally. So I'm going to talk about why am I even here. Um, I'm based out of Phoenix, Arizona today. That's where our headquarters is. We have roughly 130-plus employees, somewhere in that range. I've been doing this for 14 years, as I said. I've had the luxury and the blessing to have a partnership with a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk for the last three years. Anybody know Gary V? Um, and he's taught me a lot just about, you know, branding and, like, how to do things. He goes, I don't, I've never, I don't, I love to go and speak. This is where my heart's at. But he's taught me a lot about how to grow my business. And he was uh, not necessarily a mentor to me, but certainly a good advisor for me. And it's been a blessing relationship. And I get to share some of those things with you guys that I've learned. So last in the last two years, the private equity space has gotten real busy with companies like ours in this room. Because when COVID hit and you couldn't go to restaurants and you couldn't go to gyms and some of these businesses that weren't essential, they still had to spend money. And they start getting in our space, if you haven't noticed. And in my world, I come from working with HVAC heavily, plumbing contractors heavily, electricians heavily, thousands of them across the United States, Canada, and Australia. And I noticed a lot of my biggest private equity players, half a billion dollar companies, started buying roofing companies. So that meant I got into the roofing business. Again, weird thing is I had roofing companies since 2008 that are customers still today. And I'll tell you this, it is significantly easier than HVAC. Significantly. And it is super, super non-competitive in my world. So to me, I was like, I'm going to go own this shit right now with the right people. I'm not a fit for everybody. I'm super competitive. I want to win. But you got to actually have a legit business to do that. You can't just make sales and call yourself a company. you got to do more things. But in that space, some of the biggest and the baddest in that HVAC plumbing electrical world are my customers. I've earned that reputation. I know how to grow a company, how to scale a company because I pay attention to data. Because data, the numbers, keep us all accountable. But here's what I learned over 14 years. If I don't do it for you, you won't do it either. SmartAC.com. SmartAC.com. If you haven't heard of it, you better find out. If you haven't implemented it, you better check it out. You have to get started doing something. 2024 is going to be an absolute battlefield. What are you doing differently than your competitors? You need to make sure that your memberships are sticky. SmartAC.com does that. Lifetime warranty, insurance savings, filter discounts, 24-7 monitoring that lets you know about problems before the homeowner might even know about the problem. Live tech chat, service providers, all of this with smartac.com. You've got to check it out now. So you, I can tell you all these things. A lot of times you'll have that ambition. You have to take action. You won't, maybe you won't take action, but if you, you have a company or a marketing person who will do it for you, it will move your business forward. So I just learned how to do it for you. So I'm going to teach you a couple of things today about attention. Because really we are on the attention game. We're all trying to get influence. We're trying to gain people's attention. To get leads, and you need to pay attention to the vitals of your business to be able to move it forward. Leads is the easiest part. 
What you're trying to do is gain return on influence. So have anybody ever, anyone in here ever heard of Simon Sinek? Simon Sinek did the, a phenomenal TED Talk on Starts With Why. It's 15 minutes. Even if you have a short attention span like I do, you can watch this 15-minute video on YouTube. He says, people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Think about that. You all do the same thing. What makes you better than the next guy? What are you putting out there? It's got to be more than about the roof. It's got to be more than about solar. It's got to be more than about the contracting. People don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Think about that. That's your purpose. Do you know what your purpose is? Are you living your mission statement? Are you living your, out your vision? People don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. I'm going to tell you a quick story because stories usually stick. So I was blessed to have a great friendship with Chester Bennington. Anybody in here ever heard of Lincoln Park? God rest his soul. Um, I like sharing this because early on before Chester was the I mean, lead singer of Lincoln Park, um, was kind of a lost and, uh, and, and, he, and I remember a story I, or he was telling me in Tucson at backstage at one of his concerts about how when he was growing up, because he didn't fit in, he was trying to, uh, at one point in time, he was just trying to be like everybody else. Like, if I just do what they're doing, I'll fit in. You know, they're smoking weed, I'll go smoke weed. They're going to go drink beer, I'll go drink beer. They're going to go to this place, I'll go to that place. He was trying to be like everybody else to make himself feel better. That's not who he is. And he said, you know what, when I stopped trying to be like everybody else and I went back to being the creative version of Chester Bennington, I started getting creative, I started writing music, and guess what, Hybrid Theory came out, their first album, and blew up. That line, all I want to do is be more like me and less like you, worked. Don't try to be your competitor. Don't try to be somebody you're not. If you genuinely want to serve your customers, you genuinely, genuinely want to do a good job, you genuinely care, do that. Focus on that. Don't worry about anybody else. You can't do anything about them anyhow. But be more like you and less like them. Okay, we're going to get into some, some little tactical things here too about, I call this the six piece of marketing because it's as simple as it gets. Again, 14 years I've had this conversation. So I am a nerd. I like to study data. You heard me say that. Because it doesn't lie to us. It keeps us all honest and accountable. So what I'm telling you isn't theory, it's fact. And you implement one of these six things, just one, and you'll move the business forward. This will have been a successful meeting for you if you just did that. It's pretty simple. Don't make people guess what you do. Here's what I mean by that. The first P, product. If your name is ABC Construction, do they know you do roofing? Are you assuming they know you do roofing or solar or general, whatever it is? No, don't assume. Why make anybody assume? Speed is a necessity. Attention. You have to gain somebody's attention fast. Don't make them guess what you do. On your website, make it simple. Don't even, don't even make them scroll. Put it right there as soon as they go to it on their phone, on their desktop, whatever it is. Don't make them guess exactly what you do. Second P is place. Don't make them guess where you do it. Don't just assume everybody knows that you service the Dallas-Fort Worth area as a whole, or you're in McKinney. Specific. Don't make them guess. Make it clear as day. Put it on there. What, what do you do? Pro product. Second P, place. Where do you do it? Now, the third and the fourth P can kind of go together. Price and or promotion. So if you want to share a price, share a price. If you want to share a starts from price, do that. So I know there's a, there's a lot of judgment to that, a lot of debate on whether you should share a price on anything. And I know you got to go to be able to give somebody a price. But guess what they're going to ask? 
going to ask at some point in time, what's the cost to do it? So you share something. Promotion doesn't have to be an offer of savings. It can be you're, you're pushing your reviews out there. It can be that you have the text feature that you're putting out there because that's another way somebody wants to, you know, to communicate with you. I got four kids. Three of them talk to me by text. You guys can relate to that? I get text messages from the bedroom. It pisses me off. My grandpa, 90 years old, sends me a text for my birthday. I used to get a card. You guys have ever, ever had that happen to you now? Like, it is what it is. We've got to embrace it. But that's another way you can promote yourself, too, your stars, your reviews, the fact that you have emergency service, um, whatever it is, chat feature. You know, again, because more and more people don't actually want to pick up the phone and call you. Fifth P is people. If you have a marketing company that you're using or a marketing manager in-house, make sure they know your customer and your industry. It's so incredibly important. You're in the game of psychology. You know that, right? This is a psychology game. What you're trying to do is think through what the objections are going to be and answer those questions before they even get to you. Pick up the phone to call you. You've got to find somebody that knows your people, your niche industry. If they do too many things, I promise you there's not enough focus on this. And it's been 14 years of me figuring out how to make contractors be successful for my world. 14. One of the oldest in the business that focuses on contractors. The last P, well, that's not that simple. Anybody know that reference? <laughs> Naughty by nature. Is personality. Don't be afraid to give your business a personality. Okay? It makes you different. It's okay to be funny. Put yourself out there. COVID did this. Actually, this is what COVID was great at, is it actually put some of you, with your, your back was against the wall. You had to do something more. Don't be afraid to give your business a personality. It's the one thing that can make you unique. The better the video you put out there, you don't worry about overthinking it. Put it out there. Be genuine. If you're trying to recruit, recruiting is obvious, an obvious problem. Use a video. You know, and talk about why somebody should come work for you. They can attach to that emotion. Somebody who did a phenomenal job of this, if you guys remember, like I said, I'm 42, so I'm a little older. Is this commercial was perfect. Walmart was kicking Kmart's ass. Anybody ever have to go shop at Kmart when they, was, when they were a kid? Yeah, I grew up poor. We went to Kmart. The blue light special, remember that? But they did a phenomenal job of stepping outside the box. Let's see if you guys remember this commercial. Ship my pants. Right here? Ship my pants, you're kidding. You can ship your pants right here. You hear that? I can ship my pants for free. Wow. I just may ship my pants. Yeah, ship your pants. Billy, you can ship your pants, too. I can't wait to ship my pants, Dad. I just shipped my pants, and it's very convenient. Very convenient. I just shipped my drawers. I just shipped my nightie. I just shipped my bed. If you can't find what you're looking for in store, we'll find it at Kmart.com right now and ship it to you for free. Come on, that was good, right? Kmart did a good job. <laughs> I mean, the downside is Walmart still whooped that ass, but that was creative, and it worked really, really, really well. It was a good way to get attention. It was a great way to get attention and create action. So now we're going to talk about how you got to pay what you got to pay attention to, because getting attention is one thing. That's the front side. That's actually the easier side. But then you got to pay attention to know what's actually working in your business. I promise you, you can actually predictably scale a business when you focus on some numbers, and it's really easy to do. It's really easy to do. I'm going to share some of it with you. But what you have to track, you have to track everything. Throw a call tracking number on there. They're cheap. All right? Re records the calls for you. 
track. There's no reason you can't track everything today. It's all there to be done and can be done for you. So everything I'm telling you, someone should be doing for you. You don't have to do it yourself. If you're using a marketing company, they should be doing everything I'm about to tell you for you. If not, they're doing you a disservice. Or you can do this in-house too. But you have to be tracking all of these things. In the digital space, there's no reason to not track it all separately. So I know if I'm spending a dollar on one thing, what am I getting in return? Again, this is predictable. So it's their facts. You can't, it's not a theory. It's if you spend a dollar and you get three in return, you play that slot machine all day long because you know you're going to get a return. But now you can, you, then it, that's how it becomes when you start to think like, man, I can't really see myself spending $5,000, $10,000, $100,000 a month on something like that. I promise you, you can. Once you know like, oh, shit, I spent $100,000, I get $400,000 in return. I promise you, you spend that money all day long. So um, I think a big piece of this, too, is that. You just got to take the time to commit and look at the stuff, too. I mean, if it's 30 minutes a month, I promise you the upside is far greater than the time you spent doing it. But you at least need to have 24-7 access to it. Um, I have about f roughly 60 people on a call listing and reporting team that are here in the United States of America. I do everything in-house. I don't outsource anything. That listen to every single phone call that comes through for our customers. Hundreds of thousands of hours of phone calls. Worst job in my company is listening to your phone calls. Have you ever listened to your own phone calls? It makes you want to fight somebody. <laughs> I'm like, my God, if you just listened to those, you would fix the business. And it's the hardest position to fill, and we pay the least attention to it. But you got to be able to see how you're, how you're performing, what's actually coming in. you got to know, if I'm getting a new lead, where did it come from? Where, where, what did it cost me to get it? Did, are we booking those calls? Am I missing phone calls? Like, who's answering calls after hours? Like, these are some things you have to pay close attention to. And again, somebody can do this for you, so you got no excuse to not do it. So we do we, what we, this is called as a scrub lead tracking report. So I want to get on the same page with you guys. Again, this is the same thing that drove me crazy for years. A new, a new customer, a new lead. What is a new lead? Is it a call that comes in or a contact form that gets sent in? Is that a lead? Last time I checked, you pay companies like mine to bring in new business, which to me is a new bookable repair replacement lead that was not a past customer or a referral. That's a new lead, right? Like that's a legit new customer that came in from that source that you tracked and you know, okay, perfect. I spent a dollar. I got this. That is a new lead, a new bookable repair or replacement lead that was not a past customer. So all, the best I can do is at least share with you kind of some of the stuff that we do to hold our team accountable to help companies like yours grow. So we built this dashboard a long time ago, and there's plenty of them out there. A lot of marketing companies have them, so they should have it. But you can track all these things. How many new roof repair leads did I get? How many new install leads did I get? How many gutter leads did I get? What was my booking rate? Did uh, when, who's, who's, How are my customer service reps doing or my office managers that are answering the phone? Um, so there's two. There's four circles on this thing. The top one says Jill answered. Jill answered the phone. This is a new customer, PPC lead. Caller was looking for a roof repair. So I can see the date, time that called in, the caller information. What was the lead? It was a repair lead. I got the actual transcript of the phone call. Shorthanded for you. Was the appointment booked? Yes or no. Is this a new customer? Yes or no. And then that little all the way over to the right is the file, the audio file. If you want to listen to it yourself, all done for you. So you know every single month exactly what you spent and got for, in return for that. 
no questions asked. It makes it really clear to hold them accountable and yourself accountable. How you doing? How you working with those? So I'm going to get into uh, the gap. I'm going to call it the gap. This is where a lot of the, the tr- this is basically like getting in the trenches on your business. It's between sales and however you're tracking it now, whether you're using an Oculinx a, a or a Job Nimbus or you're using just QuickBooks or an Excel spreadsheet, whatever it is, wherever you're tracking your, your closed revenue. You have lead volume that comes in and you've got closed revenue. You can't look at closed revenue and then judge your marketing company or judge your marketing manager. You have to look at both. What opportunity came in? What did we miss in that gap before it got to close? You can only, like, we can't close it for you. But I promise you in that gap, what you're going to learn is that there was missed opportunities. Missed opportunities that, that would have increased your revenue, increased your sales. Uh, you're going to find stuff in there that increases the profitability of the business because we are for profit, right? Like, that is why we're starting these companies. We do want to make money. Booking rate, we'll find out what the booking rate is. Again, very overlooked. And then the cost per lead in each market. The reason private equity has come to me all these years when they want to buy another roofing company is they know that my numbers are on point. They know if they want to go and scale in another market, I can pretty much figure out what can I do in that market for them. What do I think I can bring in based on these numbers? So I'm I'm a predictable model, which is a safe model for them to come to me. So um, if I, CSR accountability and tracking is, is easily overlooked, too. I'm going to make this thing really short. If you don't train your office managers or hold them accountable or your CSRs, it's your fault. It's on you. It just takes a little effort. If you're recording the calls, sometimes it's as simple as just sending them the call recordings. So a company like ours is doing CSR or, who, or your, whoever's answering your call assessments every month so we can help with performance. Like, are they closing these things? Are they booking it? Did they miss an objection? Did Jill not know how to close a repair lead? Um, so all these things that you can fix that don't cost you anything extra, you just got to make sure that they're, you're paying attention to it. And a lot of times that right there is the biggest, is the biggest broken piece of the business. They're, what, $13, $14 an hour employees, maybe $12 an hour employees. There's so much turnover. And it's usually the most broken piece of the business. So anything that you're spending money on, leads you're generating from whatever source it is, branding, don't matter. Anything that's coming through into that number, and that's the person answering your phone, can fail your business. And that's on you. And you deserve better than that. Your family deserves better than that. Your employees deserve better than that. So do something about it. Have them listen to their own phone calls. They'll fix it. It'll be uncomfortable, but they'll fix it. Now my favorite part is you got to pay attention to who you're really competing against. So one thing that I like to do is anytime I'm going into a market, I want to see who's the man or who's the woman, who's the company that is the best in the online space. I need to know who it is because I need to know whose ass I'm going to go kick. And this, let's go ahead and put together the battle plan. Let's do it. So I always want to know, and you should want to know. You have to basically take market share away from them. That is the game that you're in. So you don't just have to know who they are. You now have to take action to try and figure out, okay, well, what are they doing better than me? This is where your marketing companies come in handy. What are they not doing that I might be able to expose? And you start competing. The five percenters focus on storms and organic leads, all things. You don't have to be perfect at everything. Just be great at enough things. But you don't have to just chase storms. You don't have to do that. I'm going to show you some numbers here. 
And if your market's not on here, I'm going to this next slide. I'm going to throw up a few markets. So all I did here is take the top 25 keywords that we know are people looking for exactly what you do with no company in mind, trying to find out what can you, like, I need help. <clears throat> Only the top 25 is what I took to generate these numbers. And what these numbers look like is that hot, the biggest number, I'm going to use San Antonio on the bottom left-hand side. 7,760 people searching for exactly what you do with no company in mind. In the, in the peak month. And the lowest month was in November. 2,260 people a month searching for exactly what you do with no company in mind in November. 2,260 for just the top 25 keywords. Clearly, there's more than that. That's opportunity. Those are people looking for exactly what you do. No business name in mind. That's a fact. That's opportunity right now. And the five percenters get after that. So in these particular markets, those are the five percenters. Does anyone in here see their own name on that board? If you, if you do, raise your hand. Not that I could see it anyway. Do you have your hand raised? Nice job. Well done. These are the ones getting it done. If your market's not on here and you want to see who are the five percenters, don't worry, I'm going to hook you up. This QR code stuff. Anybody see the QR code bouncing around the, on the Super Bowl? Like, that was pr pretty amazing. Pretty, QR code sucked like two or three years or four years ago. COVID came, they made it like the ultimate comeback was the QR code. If you scan that code right there, my team will give you those exact same numbers for your market. You can pick up to three. That is not a sales pitch. They will not sell you anything. This is literally my gift to you. One of my core values at Rhino is giving back. It's the one that means the most to me. That's what I'm here to do is give back to you. That code right there will shoot you over that same list I showed you of contractors that are the best in your market. Pick three of them, and they'll get it to you. I'm also um, in the very, very, very back of the expo hall is Camp Rhino. I think I'm going to hang out there until about 4 today before I head out of here. I'm happy to connect with you guys. But the same code is there, too, that you can scan. But my hope is, my heart is that you take some of this information that I have given you, like the six P's of marketing. You've got product, place, price, promotion, people, and what was the last P? Personality. All right, you can grow with organic leads. I promise you it's there. I just showed you those numbers aren't made-up numbers. Those are real numbers, all right? Dig into these gaps, right? Look at sales come in and look at closed revenue. Start to see where's the weak point, all right? Is it your CSR accountability? Do they need help? And know who your competitors are in the market. Know who they are. Stop guessing, all right? There's no reason we should feel like something is or isn't working or feel like we're great in our market or feel like we're the best. Because you should know. It's all there. But none of it means anything. None of it means anything if you can't put, it, put all the information to work over and over again. So if you're trying to scale your business, which I'm assuming you probably are. That's why you're here. Or even sell your business. These are the things you need to do. These are the things that will help with your multiple if you're trying to sell the business. All right. Complacency has no vacancy. We talk about that. When we get complacent, we get our ass kicked. Complacency has no vacancy. So the last thing I'll finish with is something I say all the time on the podcast to my employees, to everybody, 
everybody that I've come in touch with is I say, you don't have to do everything. You don't have to do a bunch in one single day, but do something. You can't have no zero days. Can we say that together? No zero days. No zero days. That is exactly what the five percenters do. And we want to be five percenters, right? Hell yeah. I got one guy back there who wants to be a five percenter. Guys, we want to be five percenters. That's why you're here, right? Like you're here to learn from these guys. You got the panel coming up of these badasses. They're a millionaire, the millionaire panel coming up. You got Jordan Belfort. You got all these great things that When the Storm has brought to you. Go back and do something with it and grow your business because you deserve it. Your family deserves it. Your employees deserve it. And listen, otherwise this is all a complete waste of time. Complete waste of time. And I'll finish with this. When you grow the business, and you will, because you, you're going to go back and implement it and be a 5%er, don't forget to give back. Giving back is so incredibly important. So incredibly important. Give back to your community. You want to know a great way to build culture in your business? Go give back together. We do it once a month, every single month. Shut the office down. We all go and serve somewhere in the community. It's great at retention. But go grow your businesses, kick some ass, give back, and enjoy the rest of Win the Storm. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. Have a great event. Listeners, thank you so much again for listening to this podcast week after week. We are extremely grateful. Again, the whole purpose of this podcast is to give back to the home services industry that we love so much, whether you're a rhino or not. We really, really appreciate all the subscribers. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please go in and subscribe and you'll get all the episodes sent to you automatically weekly. Also, we have really enjoyed your feedback. Uh, it's so meaningful for us when we get to read the nice comments that you guys put. So keep doing that. And if you don't know how to do it, here's what you got to do. You search for To The Point Home Services on Apple Podcasts. You click on our profile, scroll all the way down to the bottom and hit write a review and be honest and share your story and how the podcast has impacted you and your business. Thanks again from the bottom of our hearts at To The Point Home Services Podcast. We appreciate you.